It is uh, coming up on 647 here on 630 Chad. Uh, we talked about Yellowknife here in the last little bit. We heard about Kelowna, obviously, for the last week. There's another major fire uh, location that has been in the North Shushwap. Uh, uh, and, man, there's been a lot of frustration coming out of uh, out of that area with people who uh, have either felt uh, either abandoned or, or helpless to try and protect their own communities or just ticked off over a lack of information and this whole Facebook uh, meta uh, shutdown of, of information sharing. So I think that hits a whole bunch of areas uh, for Tracy Wojciechowski, who's a publisher of a community newsletter called the North Shushwap Kicker, trying to keep uh, residents informed. Uh, does that hit a whole bunch of things for you this morning, Tracy? You pretty much summed it up in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, where? Give me an idea where you are right now. Uh, I'm in Scotch Creek. So you're in Scotch in a, Creek. Can you t- yeah. just, uh, t- for any of our listeners, we've we've heard, obviously, about what has gone on. What can you tell us about what uh, what the current situation is, where you are, what has happened, how bad it has been? Um, well, currently, um, it, it seems like the fire in the area is dying down, but I, I can't really say that because I... I um, there's spot fires in a lot of yeah. areas. Well, and, and, and I've uh, seen some information. There's a little bit of rain the last little uh, over the last day or so that may have helped a little bit. That it's easing a yeah, bit. Yeah, so. it was nice to see to see the rain, but also we had some thunder, so some new fires sparked up in different locations, smaller ones that seem to have been getting tackled, been tackled quite well. Well, and at the same time, there's already been a ton of damage. Yes, yeah, a ton of damage. I don't know. We don't have a count yet, but there's definitely hundreds of structures that have been destroyed between Adams Lake and um, Salista. So when you come into the, in the shoe swap, um, it's just a, it's a, lo- a lot of little small communities sort of side by side. So you start off with, when you come off the highway, say if you're traveling be- we're between Sorrento, or sorry, between um, Salmon Arm and Kamloops off the highway. Yep. Actually, Sorrento has a lot of fire right now too. And they're actually starting to feel some of the fr- same frustrations that we have been, from what I've been hearing, um, uh, on the other side of the lake, Sorrento and Turtle Valley, Notch Hill area. So, you know, what are the frustrations? And and I, I know of some of them, but I just want to hear from you uh, what 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 has what has been uh, really the the hot spot of frustration for you. Well, in the beginning, we had a lot of um, wildfire service, um, BC wildfire service around. We had uh, 350 people stationed just in uh, the Lee Creek area that were attacking the, it was at the time it was called the Lower Adams Lake Fire. Um, and then it merged with the Bush Creek Fire, and now it's called the Bush Creek East Fire. And it's become quite large. I don't even know how large it is now, but um, few, few, at least 500 kilometers, square kilometers, I would say, maybe even more from the last time I checked. But um, we had a lot of firefighters here in the beginning. And when they did the back burn last Thursday, I think it was August 17th or 18th. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm pretty tired. No, I understand. You know, but, um, they were they were still here and they were and they were helping and coordinating. And uh, unfortunately, the back burn didn't seem to go well or didn't stop the fire from traveling at, at the very least. And um, the fire came down to where the field was, where they were stationed, and they had to flee. Um, I actually personally witnessed a little bit of the back 
back burn because I, of the area that I live, I was able to view it from sort of almost from my backyard um, up in mountain because I live sort of on the side of a mountain. But just as I try to, to, to drill down to so what the frustration portion of it was that it was it was not well managed or not enough firefighters or, or what? Uh, I, I think what we just didn't see them after after it exploded. It seemed like we were on it felt like we were on our own. We had our local firefighters that did a really great job. We have three fire um, local fire stations here. Unfortunately, one got uh, consumed by the fire in Scotch Creek, and our that was the Scotch Creek Fire Department. And then we have Salista and Anglemont Fire Department, and those guys have been going 24/7. Um, but we also have dozens and dozens of um, local citizens that, once the fire blew up, were just on the ground. You know, just keeping. We have heavy equipment. A lot of us, there, a lot of them are farmers out here, and and heavy. They have a lot of heavy equipment, and so we've. They've been, you know, falling trees and making their own guards and putting out spot fires and just sort of wandering throughout the community wherever they see something popping up and just trying to attack it right away. Uh, but in the first few days afterwards, um, it was just us. Yeah, it was just us. So. Well, which, yeah, you, you could you could you'd be angry, you could feel alone, and yet at the same time, and uh, this becomes a difficult uh, a difficult thing where you people want to protect their homes, but then the the officials are saying, well, they're not trained, so they could be in trouble and get and endanger themselves too. This ends up being a, a difficult uh, situation. Well, yeah, I mean, I understand that the evacuation orders are put in place, you know, to keep people from danger, um, but a lot of people didn't evacuate because. It, they, one of my one of my neighbors said it perfectly on a different um, interview that we had yesterday. And when I was asked why didn't you leave, it, my answer, many people's answer, is because this is our home. This is where we live. This is our livelihood. This is these are our businesses. Where you know, and my neighbor said it perfectly. He said because there was nobody else. We left to fight for our homes because there was nobody else to fight for them. You know, if if we had the help, it's that we needed, then we wouldn't have had to do the jobs ourselves, is what the people are saying on the streets. You know, what my neighbors and my friends and and the people that live in the North Shuswap are saying is that if, if we had the help there, then we wouldn't have to do it ourselves. We're doing it ourselves because if we didn't, this whole place would be burnt up. That's what people are saying. That's what it feels like. Uh, BC Welfare Service has made a good presence here in the last couple of days, which is good. Um, two, two days ago, a fire sparked up in Anglemont, so the fire's been moving in that direction, in the east direction, and, and they are, they were able to water bomb it. And they were out with uh, water bombers yesterday in um, in the North Shoe Swap and in Sorrento um, because the fire's still sort of spreading. It's smoldering everywhere, and we're supposed to get a lot of heat here this week, so that's concerning if some hot spots, yeah. if we get a lot of heat and hot spots flare up. But all of our guys have been 20, 24-7. In each neighborhood, people have been working in shifts, you know, to go check for hotspots. And the other big, big frustration has been with um, being able to transport um, food and water and fuel and diesel and stuff um, for the people that need it for their, you know, for survival, food and water, but also to be able to um, get water to the trucks and fuel to the trucks so that they can attack these areas because we, because, um, I, I guess because we're in a uh, Scotch Creek and Celesta are in an ordered evacuation area, where they're not allowing any supplies to come through. And the, we've had a heavy police presence, even stopping people from going to. 
their neighbors or going from one community to another to try to transport water or fuel or or things of necessity. So people have been ordered to stay in their homes or on their property. I mean, obviously, people are finding ways around it because we're getting stuff. We we actually have nicknamed nicknamed these groups of people smugglers. (laughs) Because it feels like we have to smuggle water and food and fuel to each other. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's, it, it's it feels like it could get even sort of more intense. Some of these interactions. You hope not. You hope it, it calms down and and settles down, and then you can deal with the fallout afterward. But uh, uh, we're thinking of you, uh, Tracy. Thank you so so much for your time. I got I got to go, but uh, really appreciate it. Uh, all the best, to all of uh, all of you who are there and and powering through this. Thank you so much. Okay. Tracy Wojciechowski is a publisher of that community newsletter, North Shushwap Kicker, joining us this morning.